Stop, listen, and ask yourself, have you ever pondered at the idea that there may be something to the other side? If so, and you're hearing my voice for the first time, then you may have just fallen into the void. Hey, 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 welcome, listener, to another episode of Into the Void, where we talk about anything and everything paranormal. I'm your ghost host with the most G-Man, and I would personally like to wish you a very happy spring. That's right, spring is in the air, which means fresh flowers blooming, birds chirping, and warm, comfortable weather, unless you live in California's bipolar weather system. Quickly here, I wanted to take a moment to give a big thank you to all who have, who are and have been supporting this podcast, from close personal friends and family to all my new listeners overseas. That's right, France, Switzerland, the UK, Sweden, Australia, Indonesia, and Hungary. Thank you for tuning in. I am excited about this episode because it is dedicated to a subject that I have always found near and dear to me. That's right. I'm talking about witches and Wicca. So for this episode, basically be giving you the listener insight and information on history of Wicca, covens, and even holidays that are celebrated in the Wiccan community. Along with that, one of my goals for this episode is to really put some clarification on the misconceptions of witches. For a long time, witches have been portrayed as evil or devil worshipers. And that simply is not the case. Lastly, and this one is is one of the many reasons why I chose to do this episode. I will be sharing with you something that I learned that is upsetting in many ways. And now, witches and Wicca. According to Wikipedia, Wiccanism is a contemporary pagan new religious movement developed in England during half of the 20th century, introduced to the public in 1954 by a man named Gerald Gardner. Now keep that name in mind. 1986, Wicca was recognized as an official religion in the United States. Wicca is drawn from the old traditions of witchcraft. Now, witchcraft and Wicca, although similar in many respects, they are not the same. The difference can be summarized as simply as this. Wicca is a religion, whereas witchcraft is a practice. Wicca is a very peaceful, harmonious, and balanced way of life. It is a deep appreciation for life and for nature. It is the belief that humans are not superior to nature, but more or less work alongside one another. Wiccanism is considered one of the most popular and influential forms of paganism. Now, Wicca offers the belief of teachings of reincarnation in which the spirit is reborn to meet again with people with whom they had close personal connection in previous lives. Unlike other reincarnation beliefs, Wiccans believe the goal is not to escape reincarnation, but to enjoy experience experiencing life repeatedly until the spirit has learned everything it possibly can however some wiccans do not believe in reincarnation and instead embrace a more naturalistic ending in death now there are a lot of misconceptions out there so let's move on to another part of uh, wicca and witches that really made me think about how bad witches really have it or have it still to this day hollywood Known for its glitz and glamour, famous actors and actresses has, as long as I can remember, found a way to make witches a lot scarier to the general audience. I mean, look at movies like The Witches in 1990, House of the Witch in 2017, 
Hocus Pocus, 1993, Mark of the Devil in 1970. And these are just some examples that prove my point of the misconception of witches. Now, this just goes to show how Wiccans are mis are misunderstand group. There's a very popular misconception that all Wiccans are evil. Now, understand that Wicca opposes the use of negativity. They are pacifist. They are believed to be in a cult, which I'm going to tell you right now, that is not the case at all here. A very common rumor is that witches are Satan worshipers. Once again, another one of those big misconceptions. Often confused with Satanists, followers of Wicca do not believe in the devil. Remember now, this is a Christian-based belief, and Wiccans do not believe in the devil. They do not believe in one god, but many gods and goddesses. See, it is believed that animal sacrifices are made to please their gods and goddesses. Now, I will say this. Even though Wicca is a nature-based religion, sacrifices and offerings are made to their chosen deities. And these offerings usually consist of fruit, bread, wine, and flowers. There's a lot of myths and misconceptions about Wicca and the other pagan religions. I personally believe that they were and still are made by people who A, never really take the time to learn the truth, and B, just don't know any better. Now remember when you and your friends would hang out you and your buddies just walking around talking about the future and whatever else came to mind. Now, I'm not saying that you're a bunch of witches for hanging out with one another, but the fact that you're together in a group is a perfect example of a coven. Now, according to Wikipedia, a coven usually refers to a group or gathering of 13 witches. However, today, covens can consist of three or more. There is also evidence of covens consisting of a thousand each member of a coven is said to specialize in a particular branch of magic, such as bewitching, agricultural produce, storm raising, or seduction. One of the key theories of covens was an English Egyptologist named Margaret Murray. Now, Margaret Murray, a.k.a. the grandmother of Wicca, born July 13, 1863 in Calcutta, British India, of a wealthy family, is known for her studies in Egyptology, archaeology, anthropology, and folklorist. In 1902, Margaret Murray took part in the discovery of the Orsiren Temple. It's an ancient Egyptian temple. In 1908, she was the first woman to publicly unwrap a mummy. Now, sadly, she was unable to return to Egypt due to the First World War. It was then she turned her attention and focus to researching witch cult hypothesis. Now, you're probably sitting there going, that's a made-up word. I don't know what you're talking about, G-Man. I've never heard this before. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. Witch cult hypothesis is a theory. It processes that the witch trial of early modern period were an attempt to suppress a pre-Christian pagan religion that had served in the Christianization of Europe. Although it was academically discredited, the theory gained widespread attention and proved a significant influence on the new religious movement of Wicca. Now, remember I mentioned the name Gerald Gardner. This is another person who was also a big influencer of Wicca, was a man by the name of, like I said, Gerald Gardner. Born in 1884, he was known as the father of witchcraft. He was influenced into bringing contemporary pagan religion after he and his wife, Dorothea, bought a house in Highcliffe, which is in southern England. He became acquainted with a group claiming to be witches. He was then initiated in a coven known as the New Forest Coven at a nearby millhouse. And if you go online, you can actually still see the millhouse to this day. 
It was said this was considered to be a turning point in Gardner's life. He devoted himself to promoting his newfound religion. Now, biographer and Wiccan Philip Heselton went on to say about Gerald Gardner, he wasn't a religious pioneer. What he did was publicizing it and wrote it about it, and he gradually became known through that, and people made contact. He initiated quite a lot of people in the Wiccan culture. He felt it was important that it survived. After the war, Gerald and Dorothea moved back to London in 1954. There, he wrote a number of books that you can still find today in revised editions. His works include High Magic's Aid, Witchcraft Today, The Meaning of Witchcraft. Now, you guys, I'm probably going to put a link up on our site and also on our Facebook page and also uh, all the other social media sites that we have uh, as to where you can find these books. If you get a chance, read some of these books. They have some great knowledge, great insight about the Wiccan community, about Wicca, about witches and everything that you possibly would like to understand about him. Now, on February 12th, 1964, Gerald Gardner died of a heart attack. Now, I will say this for the man. Even though he associated with a man by the name of Aleister Crowley, who, if you were to look him up, you'd find him to be known as the wickedest man in the world. You can see to this day that Gerald's dream continues to live on even long after his death. While some of it can be found in your local hot topic, Wiccan symbols and religious and religion continue to dominate our society. And speaking of society, listener, let me ask you. Are you a fan of the holidays or maybe celebrations? If so, then this might pique your interest. Wiccan holidays or Sabbaths are time to the season of the Earth's natural rotation. Sabbaths celebrate the Earth's journey around the sun known as the wheel of the year or as Wiccans refer to it as to the Sabbath as the turning wheel. There are eight Sabbaths annually, but I'm only going to talk about a few because truth be told, there are a lot of definition about them, such as Yule. Typically between December 20th and 23rd, this is when the dark half of the year relinquishes to the light half starting the next morning at sunrise. The winter solstice is celebrated at this time in the northern hemisphere. During this time, sacred plants are included such as evergreen, holly, and ivy. Even herbs come into play like mistletoe, myrrh, frankincense, and even the fruit pomegranate. Celebrating Yule varies from witch to witch, coven to coven, but generally there is a festival or celebration on that actual day. Some rituals that are said to happen on this holiday include welcoming back the sun, a cleansing ritual, and even having a Yule log ceremony. Now, Beltane or May Day, which just recently passed, is between April 30th and May 1st. Typically celebrated from the evening of April 30th into May 1st, it marks the halfway point between spring and summer. Beltane is, is known as the Feast of Fires. It is said that the various earth energies are their strongest during this time. Even before May Day is considered one, one of the most, it's actually considered one of the most sexually charged times of the year. In older, older Celtic traditions, Beltane was a, was a time was a time when promiscuity and unashamed sexuality was encouraged. Now today, that that is not, not the case, obviously, but it you know, it was at the time. Like I said before, it is known as the Feast of Fire, so fire is a hugely represented symbol. Tradition states all fires are to be extinguished and the, and the coven will light a specific fire to celebrate. Fire is also a way to purify, purification and spells help encourage vitality and are powerful during this time. Traditional findings during Beltane consist of gingerbread, rosemary, apples and cinnamon. These are all incorporated in the celebration. 
Litha, or summer solstice, which is between June 20th and June 22nd, known for the, for being the celebration of the longest day of the year. It marks the official entrance of summer. Often seen as coupling or hand-fasting season, June is when marriages or unions are typically formed and celebrated as well. The elements that associate with the celebration include oak and green. Types of herbs that are, are used during solstice consist of mugwort, a type of plant, honeysuckle, lavender, chamomile, lemon, and wild thyme. Because solstice is about the sun, celebrations are based around longer days and its immense power. Rituals that are included can be meeting with other covens and groups to celebrate or simply sitting alone and meditating, preferably outside and, of course, in the sun. Now, Samhain, or All Hallows' Eve, which happens on October 31st. There is no denying that this holiday is loved by all, Wiccan or not. Reason being, Samhain is possibly the biggest celebration of the year, especially in the Wiccan community. It marks the end of summer and fall and the preparation for winter. So what does that mean? Well, for starters, it means lengthened nights and colder months. It also means that the third and final harvest and harvest festivals. It is a time for remembering the dead, honoring ancestors, and celebrating the balance between life and death. Symbols of Samhain include rebirth through death, black cats, candles, and apples. And you know, the funny thing is, is that I always thought the black cat thing was just a joke and that candles were just a joke that, you know, made up by like candy companies or whatnot. Turns out this was an actual thing. Black cats are really used in these celebrations along with candles. Altars can be seen around this holiday with, with black stones and herbs. Now, herbs such as heliotrope, mint, nutmeg, and sage can be seen and smelled. A traditional meal known as the Silent Supper will take place in some homes that choose to do so. This is to honor the dead, to show respect to spirits who have no voice. Usually, tarot and other communication tools are used to reach out to the spiritual world asking for guidance. This is the time when the veil between our world and the spirit world are at its thinnest and easiest to cross. Using these tools are ideal in every sense. So the biggest thing here when it came to doing the research for this very informative episode, I wanted to know exactly which is back then versus which is now, basically, is what I'm trying to say. I've always been curious to see whether or not witches are still around. I've always been curious to see if they still practice spells like they used to back then or if it's a much more modern take. Something that I was really curious about when getting this episode together was knowing whether or not Wiccans are still around and if the Wiccan community has increased as years go by. Now, I understand no one really goes around with a t-shirt that says, I'm a witch, but the thought of wanting to know if the population of Wiccans has grown or, de or decreased really allowed me to dig deeper. So it turns out that the witch population in the U.S. alone has seen a rise and the practice of witchcraft has seen a major growth through the century. While the U.S. government does not regularly collect detailed data because of concerns that it may violate separation of church and state. Trinity College in Connecticut had ran three large detailed religion surveys from 1990 to 2008. In one of these results, Wicca had grown tremendously. In 1990, there was an estimated 8,000 people who identified as Wiccan. In 2008, it grew to 340,000 people who identified as Wiccan. By 2014, 0.4% of Americans or around 1 to 1.5 million people identified as Wiccan or pagan and the community 
continues to grow. That's insane. That's ab- let me think about this, listener. You've got 1990 to 2008. You've got or 1990. You've got an estimated 8,000 people who said that they are Wiccan, and all of a sudden. In 2008, it grows, and then in 2014. So imagine where we are today in 2019 of how many people can say that they are Wiccan. Now, the last thing I would like to talk about is something that never really occurred to me when prepping for this episode. Bullying, discrimination, prejudice. These words have a very strong meaning and play a very big role in society today. We all know that bullying is wrong and that it should never be done to anyone, no matter your ethnicity or religious background. The trials of being a witch today do not end in being burned at the stake or stoned in a courtyard. Although from everything you just heard about Wiccans, celebrated holidays, and the people who influenced the movement and rise of the Wiccan community have all had it tough. Society in this day and age doesn't physically burn people for dare I say, coming out of the broom closet, but you don't have to be physically burned to have scars. Take Victoria from Manchester, England. She stated, I've been discriminated against as a pagan. I was once told by a preacher that I was going to hell after he noticed my pentacle, which is always worn around my neck. He said this as I walked past him to give a homeless man a cup of tea and pastry because it's a cold afternoon. I found it rather ironic that I was told I was going to hell when I was clearly trying to help another in need. Another example of such hate is Chris Crawley, who experienced years of bullying at school and at his work just for being different. These types of things should not be happening still, and yet they are. So listener, I ask you, what can be done about this? How can we as human beings stop such negativity so that we may live among one another in a harmonious nature? All right, well, it's time for my final thoughts. It's what I like to do here on Into the Void. Um, I've mentioned this beforehand, but I'd like to give a final thoughts out before we close the show. So here are my final thoughts. If you are proclaiming yourself to be a witch, then do it. If you want to practice Wiccanism, then do it. Never let anyone stop you from being who you truly are. These days, there are many men and women who proudly call themselves a witch. So to all witches, pagans, and to anyone who is a part of the community, if you know someone who is hiding in the, and I quote, broom closet, be a guiding light for them. Show them that they are not alone. Teach them that it is okay to be who you are and that they can practice their religious belief and not have to worry about what others think. Stand up and be proud of who you are. Well, that's about my time here, and I just really want to thank you, the listener, for tuning into this episode. Be sure to tune into the next episode where I will be talking about creatures that take the form of children. The legend has been around since the 1900s, but didn't come to light till the late 1980s. So don't miss out. Also, be sure to check previous episodes, which you can hear on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Anchor. Lastly, head on over to our social media pages where I try and keep you, the listener, up to date on all that goes on here for the show. You can find us on Instagram at voidpodcast 18 Facebook at PodParanormal87, and Twitter at NightwingSilver. And also, the huge announcement here, we have a website. That's right, Into the Void has an official website, and the address is intothevoid.godaddysites.com. That's intothevoid.godaddysites.com. 
Well, until next time, I'm G-Man, and I want to thank you for falling with me into the void. <laughs>